0: Welcome to episode 59 of the LocoMeta, my name is Fletcher. And I'm John. John, how you doing?
1: Doing alright. Got to basically draft all day, which is, well, pseudo all day. I got to do two drafts today, which encompasses a large amount of time.
0: That's nice which, though.
1: Which is pretty sweet, because I enjoy drafting. And Dominari is a sweet format.
0: It looks really cool. The Playing them, uh, the pre-release was really awesome. So... I'm looking forward to when I finally get to draft it on Arena because that's basically the only place I'm going to get to.
1: Yeah, but when you do, it'll be sweet. It will be. I think the format's good, so I highly recommend. Do approve.
0: Yeah, I've been really high on the format so far and everything, just the little bits I've played and everything. But, man, yeah, I just I wish I could get out to the store more and draft because this format seems awesome. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I actually I remember mentioning to you last night. because I'm like, hey, I don't. You're probably busy, but draft <laughs> weekend. There's a draft at one, a draft at six, and then another draft tomorrow at one. If you can go, and you're just like, I'm busy, but thanks for the heads up.
0: Yeah, I appreciate you giving the heads up and stuff, but it's just it's so hard to get away.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, family and children and wives. Yeah. All demanding like various amounts of your
0: time. I only have one of each of those things, so it's... <laughs>
1: <laughs> True, depending on your interpretation of family, I guess. Oh, yeah,
0: okay. At least the second two. But... Yeah, the
1: other ones are accurate.
0: Okay, yeah. but So how how'd your go, drafts go?
1: Uh, my first one, I drafted, like, a blue-red Wizards deck. Mm-hmm with a small black splash for eviscerates because i'm a big fan of removal
0: because eviscerate yes
1: yep and that one did not go extreme extremely well my only win was a buy
0: (laughs) we've all had it
1: yeah i got a little unlucky in some of my games and just in general it just didn't seem to be flowing very well for me but i still I still think the deck was solidly okay at least
0: it, it just didn't come together
1: yeah and then um the second draft I did uh was a thing of absolute beauty.
0: <laughs>
1: I pack one, pick one uh Traxos scourge of Krug
0: yeah buddy
1: and proceeded to. Draft did, he, or,
0: did he scourge Krug?
1: I only cast him or er, in one match, and that was my third match. Oh, really? huh. And he he did he lived up to his name in that match. I tell you what, he did uh, he, he did God's work that last match. <laughs> but um, just absolutely ran my round one opponent out of cards. Round two, I had some mana issues and. May have made a misplay. I'm actually not sure, and kind of got rolled by my my other opponents. So it's like I went two 0-2, 2-0. Okay. So I mean, whenever something like that happens, like obviously there's a lot of variance involved. Yeah. I'm not sure how much on either side, but it was yeah. enjoyable. It was a good time. People kept passing me bomb rares, and I kept taking them because. You I mean, well,
0: why not? Right?
1: Things? It's <laughs> like I my have... almost every card in my four-drop slot was like a bomb rare creature.
0: <laughs> I, I saw the um, uh, legendary frame when you sent me the picture, and I'm like, "Damn, son!" <laughs> yeah,
1: it was like Traxos, Shalai, um, what's the other chick's name? Uh, oh. the the black blue or black white night chick that I literally just had in my hands, but I put away um who, like she makes more knights and kills knights like she's just freaking amazing yeah. uh are are real
0: oh uh, yeah, yeah yeah that's what i'm like i'm like i can dig up the picture but <laughs>
1: yeah and it's like mono i was basically mono artifacts so like i never actually got like uh screwed color wise oh i also did joe Vest, because why not
0: i mean why not right
1: yeah continue living the nothing but dreams <laughs> it's like it's everything in my deck was like i'm going to be triggering heroic or historic every single turn try and stop me and it was just a thing of beauty
0: yeah i was looking at your deck and i saw the sparring construct in there and i'm like john john you're better than this and then i like looked at the rest <laughs> of your deck and i'm like oh okay never mind i'm sorry oh. I'll, I'll allow it yeah. this
1: card is actually a good top deck on like <laughs> turn five or six or something, which is just wonderful.
0: That's like one of those friends. Don't let friends play this card type of cards to some degree, but you actually had a place where you could play it.
1: Yeah. I actually do think that the card might legitimately be okay in this format.
0: Really? Mm -hmm.
1: You have to be playing Esper colors and you have to be playing something that wants historic triggers.
0: So if you're doing exactly what you need to make the card good it's good yes okay and, like, and, and I agree I think there's a spot for it it's not one of those cards where you have to play bad cards to make it good or to yeah. make it okay it's one of those cards that you can play a like it fits into a like a shell already
1: yeah it's also one of those like it also works extremely well with sage of Lotnam.
0: <laughs> yeah
1: which is like I actually was playing blue for a while until I realized that everyone's gonna keep passing me bomb black black rares
0: uh-huh
1: and so I'm just like I'm just going to cut blue, play black, white, and just crush everyone with this glorious thing. But like I was actually like taking sages of Vietnam for a while.
0: Jesus. Oh, so I mean, why not, right?
1: It was an interesting draft. It Good sounds times. like
0: it. Good <laughs> okay. Well, tangentially related draft. We're gonna we're gonna talk about something today. Why don't Why don't you introduce this one, John? Because this was something from from your brain. All right.
1: So this this topic is I I honestly feel like we may have done a topic on trading before or I might have just imagined it, but if we did, it, if we did, it was over a year ago. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, this ep- this one's going to be about um, card acquisition, basically, and the various ways of going about doing so. <laughs> this is
0: surprisingly uh, complex. <laughs> it can be. It, it, yeah I should say that it can be surprisingly complex, like there's a lot more going on than you I think you think off the top, but yeah, sorry,
1: yeah, so like this is gonna be about like you know there's there's basically three common ways of getting cards, and we're just gonna be kinda going over them to a degree,
0: mm-hmm. talking about some of the some of the things we've seen and yeah. some of our some of yeah. our pro tips,
1: <laughs> yeah. Pro tip, if you want to get cards, find someone who's willing to do all the work for you and convince them to do it.
0: Pro that's tip. Fletcher. Pro tip, it works great.
1: <laughs> like That's Fletcher's method for anyone who's curious. Can't remember the last time you actually... Well, actually, yeah, I can because you do buy random cards for yourself. But.
0: I do. The last card I bought was a demonic consultation.
1: <laughs> Which is a sweet card.
0: I know. It's and my it's my sick combo with um uh, uh lab maniac.
1: <laughs> Name a card that's not in your deck.
0: And mill my entire deck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that card actually sees legacy play, interestingly. What? Demonic consultation.
0: No it doesn't. It does. No, it doesn't. I'm pretty There's sure. it Abandoned
1: Legacy? Yeah, it's Abandoned Legacy. Like, I swear to God, I've seen that card in the deck list recently. It, it, so sees, I was like,
0: oh. it can see vintage. It has seen vintage play.
1: Okay. So I remember, I, I remember uh, seeing it. I'm like, man, I need to pick up that card.
0: Yeah, that card's sweet. but Yeah. Okay, All right. So Either way. speaking about picking up cards, John, start us off. <laughs> All What's, right. What is our first vector of obtaining these pieces of cardboard to play this game? So...
1: The very first and most basic method you can go about to acquiring a magic card is, without a doubt, the most fun way of acquiring <laughs> magic cards.
0: I know what you're going to say, and yes.
1: <laughs> and that would be cracking packs.
0: Cracking packs. Yeah, love,
1: love everything about cracking packs. Cracking it feels packs, so good. That's why we live... Mm -hmm. it is it is what we live for it is the most beautiful thing ever
0: it it is what makes magic magic yeah (laughs) like all right so let's we're going to do a quick cost benefit analysis here of this whole thing so cracking packs benefit feels awesome yep awesome 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 awesome
1: it is literally like doing drugs (laughs) it is
0: literally it is literally drugs like (laughs) Uh another benefit, uh you get a bunch of cards, which is kind of cool.
1: Yeah. As the two foot tall stacks that are next to my arm right now show me.
0: Hey, if you need to drop off cards anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Alright.
0: So what are so we we've got this. Like, you know, it, it more than likely if you're listening to this podcast, you know how a booster pack works. And you know about cracking packs, and you know what's going on with that. So, John, what are some of the downsides of this methodology?
1: Uh, so, the downside of cracking a boost pack to try and get a magic card is it is completely and totally random.
0: Yeah, this is the, basically the equivalent of trying to pay rent by going up to a slot machine. Like, <laughs> it, yeah. like this is <laughs> not the best method.
1: Like one of my favorite stories ever actually is when I went up to one of the owners of dungeons End. her name is Alta. She's really nice. And I'm like, Alta. I really need a storm breath dragon. <laughs> and she's like, well, what pack is it in? And I'm like, it's in, it's from Theros. And so she's like, well, do you want to buy a pack of Theros? I'm like, sure. Why not? So I bought a pack of Theros and I got a storm breath dragon in it, <laughs> which is a freaking mythic rare. And it was like uh, the nice. greatest thing ever. Like that was like Stormbreath Dragon number three for me, and I'm like Alta, you're the greatest person ever because you gave me a Stormbreath Dragon. She's like, I, she's like, I do what I can.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I remember I was at work one day and I'm, uh, this is way back when Andy was still working like in the same area as me, and mm-hmm. he's like, he's like, I have to go off site. I'm gonna swing by the the game store and pick up some packs. I'm like, do you want me to get you anything? I'm like, uh, pick me up a pack of. I'm like, I need an Idol onto the Great Revel. Pick me up a pack of whatever it is and i'm uh, like born of the gods or whatever it is yep and then he comes back later and he and he he's like okay he's like you have to crack it here though because you know we got to see if you called shot it and yeah we totally called shot it and it was just like was, like <laughs> actual <when> you... eidolon <laughs> yes so when you um uh, like he's like oh i think he's like yeah he's like this one has a foil on. i'm like okay and we open it up and it was a regular one he's like you missed or something like that <laughs> <laughs> Man, when you
1: called shot the card you opened from a pack, there is literally nothing better.
0: No, it feels so like, good.
1: It almost is better than winning.
0: It is. Like, like... <laughs> the funny thing is, it's like, so, so here's the emotional high with that. Like, I can remember, you know, we can remember these exact situations. Like, I remember, like, the one day I was sitting on my computer, I'm like, man, I'm going to buy a pack of Mirage. And like, people are going to just roll their eyes when they hear this. But, um, uh mm-hmm. John, what do I absolutely love? mirage yes what do i absolutely love from mirage uh
1: the lands oh griffins <laughs> Griffin.
0: yeah that's my favorite one yeah there's a specific griffin in there though that i oh. absolutely love to and i remember i'm like i'm gonna buy this i'm like and i open the pack and it's like zabiri golden feather is my rare yeah. it's like a 50 cent reserve list card like yep. nobody cares about it but i'm like like i like i wasn't even mad like i'm just like
1: it's a so rare good. griffin.
0: <laughs> I'm like this feels so good. Like this is the most appropriate pack for me ever. Like and we, like it's funny how we remember those situations so well.
1: Mm-hmm. because
0: of the emotional high. But we don't think about the how many friggin packs we bought. Like <laughs> and have got nothing. Like that's what I've been joking about with Arena like you know I'll I'll be like okay, I got I'm going to buy some Ixelon or a Monquette packs because I need cards from those specifically. And it's like I crack them open. It's like, well, I just opened like, you know, all my packs for the week and got nothing that I needed. I'm like, they really did a great job of simulating how magic actually works. <laughs>
1: yeah, Like, absolutely. Like, if you want to know what it's like to crack, if you're like, man, I hope Arena is really what it's like to play magic. Just start cracking packs on Arena. You'll know exactly what it's like to be a magic player. Yeah, if,
0: it's like, they, they, <laughs> they hit that right on the head. But I'm um, <laughs>
1: I I honestly I think their greatest mistake is the opening of a pack doesn't sound like you're opening a pack.
0: <laughs> Fair enough.
1: Like it just does like, the whoosh sound. It's like you got like they should have put the crinkle in there. Yeah, Just like very very quietly, just
0: subconsciously the crinkle. Like... <laughs> since since they can't like have the smell shoot out of your computer,
1: unfortunately.
0: Oh man, but so like. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead here, John, just cut me off if I am, but, um, so obviously cracking packs is not a super efficient way to get the cards, the specific cards you need. However, there are ways you can, um, increase the value, you know, increase the value of the pack that you are opening in some ways. And that is by getting enjoyment out of it. So doing drafts is a good way to get cards.
1: Yeah. Uh. That that is I that is my favorite method of cracking packs to get cards yeah. pretty much is drafting, right? Like mm-hmm. I adore drafting. Like that's why I was drafting so much today because like, you know, I I do enjoy this format. I want to play more of this format and just drafting is awesome. Getting getting <laughs> like think of it this way. Like if you're someone who just buys packs and cracks them as it mm-hmm. is, like getting extra value Uh, by actually playing a game of magic with said packs is just more and longer right
0: the biggest the biggest increase in ev that i have ever had with packs ever like since i started playing magic was when we started pack warring together yep like honestly like i have made a lot of decisions in magic that have been very good over my time the best one i think we ever made was deciding to pack war basically all the time
1: yeah like if if we both have packs, there is pack warring involved yeah and I actually I actually taught a guy how to pack war at the at one of the pre-releases because oh. he'd never done it before it's so And, fun. Like, like he was my round four opponent and I went up and I grabbed both of our packs and I gave him his and I'm like, have you ever pack warred before? He's like, what's pack war? and i'm like and you're like
0: sit he, down son
1: <laughs> yeah I'm like this is the single greatest format known to man and my one friend looks over he's like how could you lie so much i'm like i'm not this is the greatest <laughs> thing ever uh, and so we sit down and we pack war our dominaria prize packs oh it's so fun like, when we're done he was like all right this is actually pretty great like, like you're welcome
0: <laughs> it's just it's just added value on top of that pack like and that's what's so great about it like I always have this little nagging feeling in the back of my head when I crack a pack where I'm like, I could be doing something with it, you know? Yeah. But it's like like you don't want to sit around with it, and it's easy to find somebody else with a pack.
1: Exactly. Like, you're not the only one getting prize packs, right?
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or,
1: like, you know, you maybe won multiple prize packs, and you can toss one to someone. Or, Mm -hmm. like, I shit people not. I have one, two, three, four, five sealed sets. Like sealed uh sealed pool sets of ixalan or rivals of ixalan ixalan block sitting in my desk i have three com- or sorry four sealed pool sets of Jeez. uh kaladesh block and i have i'm actually one hour of devastation shy from having four uh amonkhet block also just chilling oh, man. in my desk
0: because
1: i just it i didn't so want to yeah i didn't want to keep cracking the packs yeah. and maybe i will play sealed with them at some point Playing maybe that's awesome maybe i'll randomly bring a bunch of packs over to your house and we'll pack war with them before <laughs> like we've
0: done that before we've literally bought boxes and pack word before like yeah <laughs> me me and you split
1: a box of um iconic masters or whichever yeah. one it was and we just, like, we kept grabbing packs out of the pile. We pack ward six packs. and Then we built yep. seal pools out of them and played a match against each other. That was
0: awesome. Like, and
1: then did the same thing for the other half of the box.
0: If you want, <laughs> if you want maximum value, that is maximum goddamn value. Like, and you only need two people. And you can get, I mean, you get, what, how many games of Magic out of that? Like, and they're all fun. Like, oh.
1: Yeah, but, and, like, and <laughs> it, it's a nice way to just sink a couple hours, too. Because yeah. it's not something you just fly through.
0: No, like those pack games can be crazy sometimes. Yeah. But
1: <laughs> that's that's where the whole uh, man, fireballs overpowered comes from.
0: Yeah. Future Sight was good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That Future Sight
1: was unreasonable.
0: Uh, yeah. I basically I, played a combo deck, but
1: anything that says draw X is basically broken.
0: Mm -hmm. like even just drawing like i love how i love how in packers bellows bellows litter is just a ridiculous card yep (laughs) like anything with like plus
1: x plus x for any amount of mana is like completely unreasonable it's like are you kidding me why does this even exist
0: like i can't believe all right so so the tldr though is like for for realistically for if you're like i want card x you know and you want to play games and open packs like Try to draft them, I would say. But, I mean, if you want a specific card for your standard deck, or your modern deck, or whatever, Kraken packs is not the way to go.
1: No, unfortunately, as glorious as it is, it is highly, highly inefficient (laughs) from both a monetary and time-based perspective. Unless you are the literal luckiest person in the world.
0: Yeah, and even I'm not there. (laughs) No, not, not yet. Not yet.
1: The... The most common way for people to acquire magic cards is also one that a lot of people... There are people who actively enjoy it, and that's trading.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And trading is... Like, when people say that magic is a social game, I think that saying that, like, trading is why the game is social is actually pretty accurate. Like, a lot of the interaction... Like a lot of the interaction between two people is trading, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, obviously, you can stand around and talk about a game of magic for a while, but you know, like that's usually what usually happens when you play against a new person is you play your game, the game is over, and then someone says, "Do you have trade stuff?" Yep. <laughs> like that is literally the olive branch you extend to get to know someone in your community.
0: It really is. Like it's. It, it's funny how how much it is, um, but yeah, like that's it's that's such a strong part of magic from the very beginning. I mean, that was one of the 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 brilliant design pieces of the whole thing. Actually, was that trading aspect and that you know there wasn't. I mean, when the game was designed, it people there really wasn't the expectation too much of every of a bunch of people buying everything they need you know kind of thing um, it was expected to be more of a closed system of trade to some degree which is really interesting but and it's, it's one of those things that's been with the game the whole time you know like it's, yeah. it's such a strong piece of the game and, and really does create that sense of community in it. and I like how you put it it's, it's that olive branch it's sort of that hey you got trades it's that common ground it's that icebreaker because you know you can flip open the vine and then start talking about things too
1: exactly right like that and like as you said that was very very intentional by richard garfield like he had no intention of people being able to just buy every card they wanted yeah you know he wanted people like he wanted trading to be a large part of that he wanted Mm -hmm. there to be the the aspect of like you know you play against someone you never met before and they play a card you've never seen before (laughs) like in the modern age that's not something that can happen anymore yeah but that was still very, very much his goal. Mm-hmm. And like the fact that trading is still around is basically a testament to showing that like he was right in doing that. Yeah.
0: Like that's like, that's one of the core pieces of it. And it, it's, you know, it's way more powerful than just as I, than just swapping cards and everything like that. It's such, it's such a strong icebreaker. As I was saying, like, you know, you flip open the, the binder and you start, you know, you start looking through it, and you're like, Oh, you know, can I trade for this card? I'm trying to build, you know, this deck for EDH or whatever. And then the person you're trading with is like, "Oh, sweet, I play this in EDH." And you know, and then it starts snowballing and going, you know, how many how many conversations have started like that, right?
1: Like thousands. Thousands. Like that's yeah. just
0: it's so yeah, it's 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 such a powerful thing that it's hard to even um uh, you know, like quantify. Like trading is one of those things that is such can be so emotionally powerful both ways positive and negative like there's nothing worse than a trade shark
1: (laughs) yeah there's nothing worse than a trade shark and there's nothing worse than someone who's just miserable to trade with
0: yeah so like i think we've talked about trading a little bit but like i think we can hit the high points you know cover them again here in this in this spot here but i'm uh i mean rule you know Rule rule number 1 applies here guys. Just don't be yeah. a dick. Like like if you're trying if you're trying to cheat someone, you are a piece of shit and need to get the hell out of here. Like I just don't even want to put up with you. <laughs> I just I don't know. I just can't stand it. Like <laughs> the people who are try who try to, you know, shark some kid out of their like card they just opened for a 50 cent dragon.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I actually had Something like that almost came up. Like it was, it was, it was less of a. There was like you know, so one of us trying to be Sharky, and more of um, there was this kid who literally his only experience with magic was like buying a fat pack box. Yeah. And and like it was a fat pack box of Hour of Devastation, and he also bought like one of the. I think it was like the Bolus Precon deck, mm-hmm. and he tried making a deck out of it and like you know he asks this one guy for help and the guy's like we'll talk to him and he points at me because he knows I'm better at like you know the deck building aspect and so like this kid comes over and like I'm working on his deck and this kid is literally like six years old yeah and then his dad shows up and his dad's just like standing behind me watching and he's like trying to tell his son to pay attention and stuff and yada 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 and like I'm looking through his kid's stuff and he has a masterpiece Sunder <laughs> And I'm just like I look at it and I pull it aside and I'm just like I'm like I actually like pull out a um a perfect fit and I perfect fit the card for 'em. I'm like, take care of this card. If you ever wanna get out get rid of it, I'm interested in it. It's worth twenty dollars. Mm-hmm and his dad does like that weird little like sideways look where he's not sure if i'm trying to like trick him or something yeah and he says we'll just hold on to it for now and i'm like sure no like you know i'm not pushy or anything i'm like yeah sure no problem just like 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 i'm like it's not a big deal but if you do want to get rid of it just hit me up Mm -hmm. and you know like i've you know i proceeded to like help i told his i gave his dad some tips and tricks and stuff like you know like buy him one of these um pre-con decks if yeah. you because they're a little bit like the
0: yeah this, the challenger decks are you talking
1: yeah the challenge i'm like you can buy them this challenger deck it's a good baseline for what he could play like this particular one would be pretty good for him from what they have available you know his dad was super appreciative and you know mm-hmm. i checked in on him during the pre-release one of the pre-releases actually mm-hmm. and i straight up cold told the kid because this kid's kid's pool was bombs like yeah he had like a lyra and the black white night chick and uh Shelly or whatever. Like his deck was mono bombs, mono removal. Like the only reason you will lose any games is due to inexperience.
0: Yep, (laughs) and that's fine. (laughs) Yeah, like be okay with it.
1: Yeah, the kid's like, yeah, I kind of figured as much, and I don't know how well he actually wound up doing. I never found out after the fact, but it's like, you know, I'm trying to like make show the guy that I'm not just like trying to be like a scummy guy who just wants the shiny card. Yeah, but um yeah sorry that's my entire story pretty much okay
0: cool story bro yeah
1: <laughs> little kid little kid's dad thought i might be tr- being scummy but i think he thinks that i'm no longer trying to
0: be scummy okay because you're not trying to be scummy
1: no i'm actively <laughs> trying to be helpful and he has a masterpiece that i don't have so i want yeah, it <laughs> so you want it like
0: <laughs> but you're not going to shark a kid out of it um, no
1: because you know, yeah. something that I'm very, very, very upfront with with any sort of trades I do is I have MTG Familiar on my phone. Yep. And if I'm trading, every card goes into one of those two columns and everything yep. is upfront right there. Any like sort of modification I do to pricing, I double check and it's like. I'm protecting them. I'm protecting myself. You're and protecting I recommend, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I recommend anyone else who ever does a trade ever does some, does the same thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like
1: I, I've seen the people who do like the, they're like checking TCG player for prices and they're like keeping like, they're like saying how much it's worth out loud, but not necessarily showing it. They're like keeping a running tally in their head. And it's like, I don't think they're all trying to be scummy, but that's just, that's sketchy.
0: That's just ripe right. for error, especially if like somebody like me was doing that. Like I would have stroked out in like two seconds and been like, yeah, I have two cards here and I can't remember what either of their prices are. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Let's look those up again. Like I'd have to scratch paper it down if I ever did it that way. But yeah, like, like it's the
1: yeah, like I used to actually trade based off that, right? Because that was mm-hmm. like that was before MTG Familiar really started becoming popular. Yeah. But like once that thing, MTG Familiar came out, it's like it's like a thirty meg app on your phone. It takes up no space, it's and there is no excuse that, to yeah, use it,
0: <laughs> yeah. It's it's right? it's it's great if you have an Android phone. MTG Familiar is basically the best thing ever.
1: Yeah. Um, it might even be on. Oh,
0: maybe it is on iPhones. Too- I don't.
1: I don't know, but it might be. But it's like, MTG Familiar is like the greatest thing ever. Even if you only use it for trading, mm-hmm. it's great. Like, that's worth it alone, yeah. but it has so much added utility. It's you, like ran- randomly you, pimp yeah. this app.
0: Yeah, I use it for um uh, whenever I open boxes. I put all my um uh, my rares and my value cards in to see how much air quotes of value I, I got out of it, and it, it just mm. makes me happy. But
1: I, I actually use it to keep track of the list of cards that I'm... Yep. quotations looking for and be horrified that the fact city of traders keeps rising in price every single time i look at it
0: yeah i know that makes me sad because <laughs> i was like oh i should try to get enough credit to buy you a cities of traders i wonder how much they are and then i'm like nerf hope <laughs> <laughs> a on that one yeah uh. um so yeah don't be a dick when you're trading there um the other thing to consider when you're trading and i know we've said this in the other minute is be considerate of the people you will be trading with, like we've, we've tilted off on this multiple times, show. there is nothing worse than going through somebody's binary and being like, I want that card. And they're like, Oh, that's actually for a deck that I'm saving. So no, that's not yep. for trade. And then you flip another page and you're like, how about that one? They're like, no, I'm saving that one for a friend's EDH deck. And then you flip another page, and you're like, "How about that one?" And they're like, "No, I plan on building a deck like 13 years from now with that, but I probably will never get around to it." But I'm going to leave this card in my binder just to piss you off. And then I'm yep. like, "Fine, I'm done." Like, <laughs> yeah, like we've both literally had situations where we have had like hit like multiple times have hit that, and then just like just like close the binder and head it back. It's like it's not worth my time. Like,
1: yeah, like you actually commented on that one. I remember you commenting on that. Like, there was yeah. some guy who was literally doing. I'm like, it was just. I'm like, is this friend? They're like, no. I'm like, is this no? Is this no? I'm just like. Try to give it back to him. Like we're not going to get anywhere. Yeah, and the guy just gives me a look like I just kicked him in the nuts. It's and like it's like <sighs> I'm sorry, but
0: I'm not playing this, this game. Worth
1: it, right? Yeah.
0: It's like it, it's like my time is valuable too. Like I like I get it. We're trying to trade and exchange stuff, but like be respectful of what's going on. Like you know, at least like I I hate this too, but I'll at least tolerate it. The people are like, oh, the cards that are upside down are cards i'm not trading and they're mixed in yep. there and everything it's like fine at least i know and i don't have to ask yeah. my time asking all the time like that's what i do like every and you've you've seen me do this every single time i, I hand my binder to somebody and i'm like i'm like standard stuff's in the front uh the very last page is not for trade yep because it's stuff i tuck. i usually take stuff out really quick if i can but this stuff i've tucked in there or something for whatever
1: yeah and like i've I remember you one time. You actually did. You're like the the stuff in the on the back page is not for trade, and you're like, I don't actually think there's anything back there. But if there is, it's not for trade. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I think like... I've said that before too. I don't I don't know if there is at the moment, yeah. like because I usually try to pull the stuff out really quick if I like as soon as I get home or something. But sometimes stuff floats there, and I'm like, I just want to be clear. Like, yeah, I'm save my time, save your time. You know, like I just, you know, be just be considerate of other people's times. Like, you know like it's it's just there's a few things like that where people can get really in the weeds about stuff <laughs> or i mean and i've seen you do it before and be kind of be okay with it sometimes but like you're like i want this 20 dollar card and this person's like okay i want these 50 25 cent cards <laughs> yep you know and it's like you know they start pick you know picking through and grabbing everything like that and stuff and it's like i mean if you're going to nickel and dime fine i guess but it's like That's kind of annoying, too, sometimes.
1: I've actually had the guy, there was this one guy who literally, like, if he was down on the trade, any amount, Mm -hmm. he would try and look for value to make it up.
0: Don't be that guy. Like, if if you're 10 cents apart, just, like, just soak the 10 cents. Come on. (laughs)
1: Like, I had the guy, he was down by, like, a quarter against me. Mm -hmm. And he's just, like, looking through my binder and he's like, what do you value your foil lands at? And I just like look at him, and I'm just like, I give him back the cards I took out of his binder, and I take my binder back. I'm like, I'm not dealing with this. Yeah. this is literally not worth my goddamn time.
0: <laughs> like, it's like it's just what like I, it's just one of those things. It's like be considerate of everyone. It's like, you know, you don't have to go in and take a loss. Everything should be fair in the end. But it's like, yeah. it, but it's like when you start jerking off that much, it just is a pain in the ass for everyone. It's horrible.
1: Yeah, like, the thing people need to realize in regards to trading and things like trading is, like, card prices fluctuate a lot constantly.
0: hmm Yeah.
1: Like, being down, like, 40 cents in a trade is literally nothing in the long run. Being up 40 cents in a trade is literally nothing, yeah. right? Like, I... <laughs> I al- almost I almost always when I'm trading with someone, the trade ends with me being down in quotations by an amount because it's just easier to get the person to accept that, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. Like, like usually, I do the same thing too if I can.
1: Yeah, like if if I'm down like twelve cents, they look at that and they and they see that they're getting value, and then both sides are happy because yeah. I literally don't care about twelve cents. Yeah, exactly. And they feel like they're getting their value, right? Yeah. Like,
0: I I mean, we're not loaded, but it's like. I mean, you draft all the time. Yeah. I packed all the time. I've walked into a store and you know, whipped out cash and bought an underground C. So like, you know, like that's money we worry about, you know, like we'll worry about, Mm we'll worry about $5, a dollar, you know, maybe even 75 cents or whatever and stuff like that. But it's like, you know, if we get relatively close and it's like, okay, you're up, you're up 35 cents on me. Sounds good. Let's shake hands on this one. Like, yeah, like i just don't want to you know it's like i'm not gonna flip through your binder to find a foil you know or like uh you know bulk rare that i need super bad like but uh.
1: especially when it comes to like you know my binder which i honestly perceive as sunk cost yeah like (laughs) as my my binder is crammed full of value i don't consider any of those cards to have any value to me personally
0: yep They don't don't have value until you convert them into money.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I they don't have value until I convert them into something I'm actually looking for. Yep. And like that's just how I approach my trade binder. Like I'm not, you Mm -hmm. know, I'm not crazy that where I'm just like going to throw my binder away because I'm not an idiot. Mm -hmm. But I don't look at my binder and see dollars. I look at my binder and see potential.
0: Yes, and that's all it is—is potential.
1: Yeah. So like I'm, I'm one of those people who is actually very, very open to. I will trade cards out of my binder for more cards just to put in my binder as long as I know that they're tradable. Yeah. Like, I don't have to trade for things that I want. You just have to have things that are worth trading for.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because there's not a lot you need.
1: Uh exceptionally little actually. <laughs>
0: unless unless like, it's City of Traders. If if you have some City of Traders, hit John up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: If you want to go for value on my binder, I will trade up to City of Traders. I would currently owe you twelve hundred dollars. NBD. A, no big deal. <laughs>
0: yeah. I
1: I'm pretty sure I have that. I'm uh, sorry. Minor side story. Okay. I was trading with a friend of mine, Christoph, today. He needed a glacial fortress. And I wanted his teferi <laughs>
0: Yeah,
1: we were off by a little. So like, I'm
0: like a dollar or two.
1: Yeah, or seventeen
0: or yeah, whatever. Whatever.
1: So I'm like, can you? Can you? I'm like, can you look for? Can you look for other stuff? He's like, sure, why not? And he starts in the back of my binder, just uh-huh. because, like, because I give it to him and it's half open, so he just flips to the back and he's like, he's like, can I just look at these for a while? Because that's I keep. I keep my Masterwork collection yeah. in the back of my binder to keep the foils from curling. Yep. And he's like, "Can I look?" I'm like, "Sure, why not?" He just like flips him. He's like, "God, these are so gorgeous." He's like, "I can't understand anything that these cards say, but they are so gorgeous." And he <laughs> just like starts working in the back. Then he like flips past the oversized commander cards that I used to hide the masterpieces. He's like, "Why the hell is there a Jace the Mind Sculptor in your binder?" I'm like, "Cause he's extra." <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he gives you that look, right? <laughs>
1: He just gave me that look he's like you just have an extra J spine sculptor sure why not i'm like oh it's true he is extra Uh, (laughs) like why is there a blood moon in your binder i'm like because it's extra extra.
0: like don't you get this this is where the extra cards go
1: (laughs) like yeah he was doing that he's like he's like flipping through he's like i can't believe that all these cards you just perceive as being extra i'm like well they are like they are cards that I either have play sets of or don't care about. My yeah. binder is extra. I and mean, he just like shakes his head at me.
0: I mean, I got an extra set of Force of Will and Wasteland from you, so
1: yeah, <laughs> which I immediately replaced with new extra sets of Force. Wasteland oh, and Jesus Wasteland.
0: Christ! Uh, okay,
1: well, priorities,
0: priorities. <laughs> um, okay, so trading. Don't be a dick. Pay attention. Don't to be a dick. Just be considerate. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, that's just what it is mostly. Like, this is a social it's this is a social thing. You know? Be considerate. Yeah, cool.
1: Alright. Be considerate, be reasonable, do everything above table.
0: Okay. John Both
1: sides will be happier.
0: What is the last method of acquiring cards? I'm guessing it's sacrificing a goat and performing a ritual and trying to summon them to you.
1: Pretty much, actually. You'd be surprised how well that works. <laughs>
0: Said force of wills. Um,
1: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, the third most common method of card acquisition is one that, let's be honest, it's the most efficient method.
0: This is like, if you want to get cards. This is the best way.
1: Like it's the most efficient. It's also the most costly from a monetary perspective. It's also probably that,
0: the most boring.
1: Yes, and you just go to a website that you trust or your local game store. Well, go to your local game store first, see if they have it.
0: Yeah, support your local game store.
1: Yep. And you just hand over cash for the exact specific card you want. Yeah, This is one that I'm known for going off the deep end and doing way too often.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Because I'm a reasonable person.
0: No, you're not.
1: I am not a reasonable person.
0: <laughs> you are not.
1: At least I haven't bought City of Traders yet. Yet. I regret not buying them when they were 150s. Oh,
0: that hurts. I know. Okay.
1: They've only doubled in price. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Yeah, like, just... This is, like, the standard go-to for, you know... Basically, this is how spikes get their cards, right? Like, you go to a site, you put everything you want in a cart, and then you pay on your paypal account or your credit card and you wait for them to show up in the mail and then you look at them and you're like hooray i now own this card like i'm gonna be straight up <laughs> I, I buy a shit ton of cards the 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 euphoric high you get from getting a card in the mail is like one tenth as powerful and lasts one tenth as long as cracking oh,
0: or trading for a card. Far less than that, dude. Like, like, so we just we sat and shared a couple stories about how like we cracked cards that we were like super pumped about. Like tell like tell me a story of when you opened a package from the mail that you were like so pumped about.
1: I opened a package from the mail that contained four Rashadn ports. And I was like cool and then i perfect fitted them and put them in a penny sleeve and then i put them in my box
0: <laughs> yay <laughs> like i mean look, right? like there's there's yeah, like, no emotional impact to it that's
1: like, like yeah like the amount of emotional joy i got out of that was like i actually was disappointed that i bought Rashad ports because of it
0: <laughs> i was much like, more excited when i cracked the Rashad port in my a25 draft up in that game store i went to and basically exactly. it. like that felt awesome <laughs>
1: You see, you're like oh my god this is great you slam it through the table because you're like yeah i got like 20 bucks
0: actually that one was a little tough because i like and obviously i was going to take the rashad import but i was a little disappointed because i was like oh i opened a rashad import in a foil pendlehaven <laughs> <laughs> and know. i didn't buy the pack out i should have just tried, been like can i buy the pack out, right? but
1: yeah stores are do, weird about that
0: as you do i pa- i don't know i passed it to a guy and he was super pumped to go about getting it and he's he's like i'm gonna play this card and i'm like cool so yeah. i thought i was okay with it winner winner
1: on both sides right, right.
0: you know i made yeah. somebody happy
1: yeah but it's like just getting packages in the mail is sweet but it's just like it's just like yeah. you know yeah at this point it's just like yep yeah, we're going through the motions we're we, gotta, doing what we need to do like it's not fun but it's effective it's efficient and there's no there's no pissing around, right? Yeah. Like,
0: like, there's no screwing around. It's fast. It's efficient. It costs... It's actually cheaper than buying packs. Uh, yes. Like, there's a lot of upside to it. But, yeah, it's...
1: <laughs> you know, yeah. sometimes you just gotta
0: do what you gotta do. You gotta do what like, you gotta do.
1: No one will ever judge you if you buy cards online.
0: Well, like right? people will, but they're wrong. Like, <laughs> Yeah, people, the
1: people who do, you don't care about anyways... But it's just, it's not as fun. But trust me, there was, like, a six-month period where basically as soon as I would get one delivery in the mail, I'd be placing another one because (laughs) I'm crazy.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, yeah. So the big things here with purchasing cards, I mean, there are some things to look out for. like Yes. So if you're buying if you're buying stupid cards that don't matter, you can buy them from anywhere, basically. Like, like, so I'll be honest. I sell play sets of like commons and uncommons that are like borderline good on eBay for a buck plus 50 cent shipping. And I've sold a number of them. Here's the deal. You're not going to get screwed out of that. (laughs) No. Like, It's like, okay, whatever. I mean, even if it doesn't show up, you're out a buck 50. Like, who cares? Yeah. You know? So stuff like that's fine. So I am very much of the opinion that if you are buying a card that has any amount of monetary value like buy from a reputable seller. A reputable seller is likely not eBay unless it's, it's unless they operate another storefront somewhere else basically like like uh like so I buy a lot of stuff from Channel Fireball. Basically, if I ever need to buy stuff, that's just kind of my go-to place right now. Um, mm-hmm. I I've bought—I've actually bought stuff from them on eBay too. Um,
1: I didn't even know they had an eBay store.
0: Um, I believe they do. Um, there's been a couple places I bought stuff for, for on eBay before. Um, it's better if you're looking for weird stuff. I've bought a. Um, uh, am uh altered griffin and a couple signed griffins on ebay so like that stuff's good it's good to buy that stuff there if you're looking for that for like collecting um but if you're like like i'm not gonna buy an underground sea on ebay like no matter how much money i'm saving it's not worth the risk
1: don't get me wrong there are trustable reputable individuals who sell high-end cards on ebay yes damn is it a risk
0: yeah it's just i'm not doing it like that's the thing it's like i'm not saying that they're all untrustworthy or anything it's just that like i'm not willing to take that gamble like i'd rather i'd rather walk into my local game store be able to look at the card get a good look at it and be like here's a bunch of cash good sir and take my card away like or if i'm gonna or if i ever bought one i would buy something from like channel fireball star city games card kingdom like those i like i know those places are reputable I've had good experiences with them and I know they're they're on the up and up
1: yeah and like you know you know that like they're they are extremely extremely stringent on their <laughs> quality yes so like you can buy a slightly played underground C and you will have difficulty figuring out what's wrong with it
0: yeah we've like so pro tip whenever we buy stuff on Channel Fireball, like we basically always buy slightly played if we can because, yeah. because I literally can't tell what's wrong with most of it. The double-edged sword is, is that sometimes my cards get graded as slightly played when I uh, buy-list them to them. But, hey, I'm selling them a $0.05 cent card, and it goes down to $0.03, cents, whatever. Oh, <laughs> no. But <laughs>
1: Yeah, plus there's, uh, this can be like considered a perk to some people, mm-hmm. but any card that is signed, they deem as slightly played. So you can buy like a random card, and it's uh, slightly played, and they will randomly come to you signed.
0: Is it, is it slightly played, yeah. or is it heavily played? Or not heavily played, uh, moderately played, slightly. Is it okay?
1: Yeah, I once bought a slightly played uh, Cabal therapy, and I got it signed. Oh, cool! Yeah, you know, random, random little cool thing that's like I randomly have a signed Cabal therapy now for no
0: reason. I don't want to go and buy out their um, uh, Griffins of all the slightly played ones, though. That seems inefficient. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, it's just a random fun gamble that yeah. you might encounter, right?
0: I mean, but like we've we've literally bought cards from them like rated slightly played and like gotten them and looked at them and been like, what's wrong with this? John, I can't hear you.
1: Uh, I muted myself so I can blow my nose.
0: Oh, okay. Sorry.
1: Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I've like, we've done that. Like it's, it's one of those things, you know, like where whenever Fletcher's trying to take a chunk out of his debt, yep. like I tell him what I want and he looks for how much they're worth. Uh, I look up how m- I, I personally make my own little lists for them, and I look up how much they are full price, and I'm like, "These are what I want. You can get them all at slightly played. Use the excess to get yourself
0: whatever, mm-hmm. you know." Yeah, and it throws me a bone because basically, otherwise, you'd have to pay that amount anyways, too. And it's easier for me, exactly. it's easier for me to buy stuff online with credit than it is for you. Uh, yep. <laughs> so you you get credit all the time, and I never
1: have any. Yeah.
0: So but i i ship giant boxes of bulk so (laughs) um
1: yeah uh, i i actually have a somewhat related story in regards to the whole like be careful who you buy from i don't know how this wound up turning out but it's it's basically the reason why we tell you to be careful Mm -hmm. um a friend of mine who's really into legacy like yeah, he's actually only been playing for a relatively short time, but he just went off the deep end with with like promo foils and like <laughs> starting getting into modern and legacy. Like he went off the deep end of the formats that he chooses to play. Yeah. He decided he wanted to build lands because he had aggrobone built.
0: Okay.
1: He bought a tabernacle at Pendrel Vale online. Uh-huh. I don't know what he went through to get it. But it was not a um it was not a well-known store. Mm-hmm. And one day he I'm sitting there talking to him and he's like, Yeah, I ordered a tabernacle in the mail, and it was supposed to be delivered a week and a half ago, <laughs> and tracking doesn't know where it is. <laughs> The tabernacle at Pendrel Vale is a $3,000 card. Yeah. That he had already paid for.
0: Yeah.
1: I I assume he either got his money back or he got his tabernacle.
0: I mean, it's really shifty if they don't give you your money back because I think there's actually, like, fraud and stuff. That they got.
1: Yeah. Like, I'm assuming he got one or the other.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But damn. Yeah. Like,
0: that's one that you don't and, want to take a gamble on.
1: Yeah, like, that's why we tell these stories of be mm-hmm. careful, right? Yeah. Like, you know, that's a really high-end magic card. Yeah. You know, like, that's not something that you can just find anywhere.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I get that. You know, the odds of Channel Fireball or SCG having a Tabernacle and stock are highly unlikely. Yep, But it might be worth the wait
0: it might be like uh, the more money a card costs the more likely i'm willing to pay a a tax on top of that to have it like to like know i'm buying from somebody reputable if that makes sense like i'm okay paying a little extra at you know my local game store one because i want to support them and two because i know what i'm getting there i can look at it myself and be like yeah this is legit yep same thing with like star city or channel fireball or card kingdom or something like that it's like i know these places are good and i know i'm going to pay a slight premium on the cards just because like they're not the cheapest like it's not going to be super super cheap or you know cheap and like (laughs) you know i'm not getting money off and i'm okay with that because it's like i i know that if like i had something bad happen with one of those one of those places if i contacted them was like this is you know, a counterfeit or something is wrong or my order, you know, like that there's a problem, like they would fix it.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Cause they, you know, they understand the importance of, you know, dealing with that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm not, that's not, you know, once again, it's not to say that the people online or something nope. would, you know, bend over backwards for you also, but yeah,
0: you know, like
1: there's a price for everything.
0: I mean, so like as I said, I sell dollar dollar play sets of commons and uncommons on eBay just to like make a little money. For each one I sell at a buck fifty, I make thirty three cents. Like that's my profit in the end. <laughs> like nope. I, I do it because I kind of enjoy it and stuff like that. So I literally went out of my. I had I had one. I I shipped one to somebody, and it came back to me. And I literally tried to get in touch with this person as much as I could to try to get that card sent to them. So if I send that back to them, I'm I'm down twenty cents, and I'm okay yep, with this because it's like, uh, But like, I I couldn't get a hold of the person. I actually ended up filing something with eBay saying I couldn't get a hold of this person. I wanted to, you know, for this dollar fifty card. I'm willing to take a loss on it. That's fine. But like, you know, it, it, and if they said, "Oh crap." I put the address in wrong. Here's where it needs to be sent. I would have typed it up and sent it off to them and lost that 20 cents.
1: it's a matter of principle.
0: It's a, it's a matter of principle and it's a matter of like this, this applies to like trading and stuff too. Like if you are a good person to work with, that's just pure benefit. Like customer service is a relevant thing, even when you're not like a customer service industry, if that makes sense. Like, you know, I, I, I want to be easy to trade with because that's just one, it makes, it makes it so that people are more likely to trade with me and two, people are willing to cut me a little slack. You know, if that makes sense, like, mm-hmm. like if, if I'm one of those people who's always like, okay, cool. You're 20 cents up on me. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Maybe eventually, you know, I'll be trading with somebody and they will be like, Oh, you're 20 cents up on me this time. Well, just have it, you know, we're, we'll call it square. You know, And it just makes the whole process easier. Like that's, and, and it works the same same way and stuff it's like you know if i'm if i do a good job with this i can sell my dumb 30 cent you know make my 30 cent profit cards on <laughs> ebay and you know get a few more people coming in maybe or maybe somebody is like well this person went out of their way so if i ever need a dumb place out of something that they have sitting around there i'll buy it from them but yeah it's just
1: all about building good faith
0: yeah as i said i'm very very black white color identity but being good to people is just good value
1: yep (laughs) like all about that ev all
0: about that ev but yeah cool any other any other words on this or
1: no i think that's uh that's pretty much it those are random little anecdotes about card acquisition that I think works pretty well. So,
0: yeah, I, I mean, I, I probably could go off the deep end about like, you know, a methodology for like building a specific deck or something, but that might be its whole own thing. <laughs> yeah. Like we, we may have to hit that one up at a separate time. Cause I'm just piecing it together in my head. And I'm like, that's a little bigger than what I thought.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, you got, you got anything to say about buying cards in massive bulk quantities? <laughs>
0: So don't be a collector because yep. your life sucks. Yep. <laughs> like I so I like my goal is I try to collect um uh, I started out trying to collect common uncommon play sets of all the st- sets I started playing in standard. So like M13 plus basically is where it is. And it actually mm-hmm. kind of fell back to innistrad plus um with a little bit of Phyrexia, new Phyrexia block. Um or scars of Mirden block, sorry. Um so you were going to... I'll just I'll just tell the story, but it's like... So, I have piles of cards all over my house right now. It's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> but, so, you were like, oh, I got a bunch of bulk. Like, three long boxes of bulk that I'm going to get rid of. Um, and just, like, buy list at the GP or something. Which we found out they didn't actually take it or something like that.
1: No, they don't take them at live, yeah. live events.
0: And I'm like, well... Like, I could use a bunch of this for, like, my collection and stuff like that. I'm like, could I just, like, pick through it and... Like take the cards I want and just pay you, you know, a set price for them, or pay like the bulk cost for it. It's just pure upside for you. Then you get money, right? You know, you don't have to mm-hmm. try to get the money low stuff. You know, we went with all that. And You're like sure. So I so I got a couple of the boxes. I started picking through them and had like a ton of cards. <laughs> Stupid. I think I had like from the first box, I had like sixty dollars worth of cards or something like that, or seventy dollars worth of cards. Of note
1: that is at 10 cents per yes. which means my 1000 count boxes i gave him he had over half the box
0: <laughs> yeah i did and and so we were like working this out and talking about it and blah, 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 and stuff like that and it's and then eventually you're just eventually you're like be easier if you just bought the boxes i'm like how much would you sell me each box for like and we just hashed that out and i just bought i just bought all the bulk from you and i've been uh, that's like the last couple of weeks i've been, it's just been spending time like sorting it into my collection and everything and i have to say i love buying bulk collections like this it is so much fun like <laughs> like finding seeing the cards you go through and stuff so but so yeah i i took those first two and i sorted or i've sorted through everything there i have made my first i actually shipped stuff to channel fireball for a buy list that i'm waiting to get credit on 60 bucks um <laughs> so you know and I'm, uh, I'm probably going to be prepping another one here once I get my credit for that. But it's I enjoy this man. Like this is fun for me. Like, and I know you you would like you would rather stab yourself in the eye than pick through a bu- a giant box of bulk trying to find like a bunch of one cent cards to stick in a buy list. Yes. <laughs> like that. I know for you that just sounds like the worst thing ever. And like I love it.
1: Yeah, my goal was literally just to go to the Grand Prix and be like, Channel Fireball, can I give you these three full thousand-count boxes of stuff for some, you know, credit on your website and then just walk away? And yeah. then I looked up and found out that they won't do that.
0: Yeah, probably because a lot of people are like you.
1: Yep, and I'm just like, damn it. I don't want to, like, you know, talk to some random other vendor and how, and deal with all that stuff. And yeah. it's like, eh. Uh... I mean, it's like, like
0: honestly, like, I found value in the box, but you're picking through it and finding like, oh, here's a ten cent or here's a twenty five cent rare, oh, this one's fifty cents sweet, and you're putting yep. together like a hundred of those, you know, to make an order and stuff like that. So it's, dude, it take it takes time, and like if you don't want to put in the time, it's just not worth it. Like, yeah, but as like, I said, I enjoy it, so that's why it worked works out for me. Like I've been developing systems and stuff to be able to like pick through the cards faster. It's when I submit my lists, and it's stupid.
1: Yeah, I have enough trouble doing that for my trade binder to like take everything that's become bulk and get it out of the binder. Like, yeah. there's no way I could do that with all the bulk that I already took out to be like, oh, I wonder if this is actually worth anything.
0: <laughs> I mean, you know,
1: I've just started eyeballing shit at this point. Like, I'm pretty sure this is bulk.
0: Pretty sure, this is bulk.
1: Maybe. Maybe. I hope.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things like. I've, I've bought, I've bought bulk from people before. Um, and like, I have a rule. So like one person I bought their collection and I, and I said, here's the deal. I will go through everything and I will find the stuff that has a certain amount of value. And then I will buy it at X percent of buy list. Mm -hmm. And they're like, okay. And I did that. And you know, it's, it's cheaper for me, but they're getting every, you know, then it's, it's a totally fair, even amount of money. Like it's mm-hmm. like it's like you and I. I gave them an, like a spreadsheet with everything that I had. I bought their bulk too at a flat cost. Then I'm like, here's everything listed out exactly as it is. You know, take it or leave it. And I put in all that work too and stuff. And they're like, okay. And I bought their stuff. And then another person there was like, yeah, I have a bunch of commons. Most you know, they're like commons and uncommons. I want to sell. I'll, you know, I'll sell it to you for this much. And you know, when that happens, it's like. I'm going in blind. I'm not doing anything. I'm looking, I'm just going to, I'll just take a quick peek at it and be like, sure. Without like, you know, looking through to shark anything or anything like that. Uh, and then we shake hands and I walk away with the box. Like, I think I bought like, I bought three giant boxes of stuff and it was like 50 bucks or something like that. I think is what I paid for it. It was like the, you know, basically like a little bigger than like three lawn boxes right next to each other. It's what the box uh-huh. size were. And I'm. Um, uh, I think I bought it. For, no, I think I paid thirty five for it because he's just trying to get rid of it. And I'm. Um, uh, I think when I totaled the value up at the end, it was like two hundred fifty dollars because of the stuff he left in there.
1: Yeah, but I mean that's just like something that's So like, I
0: mean, with your thing, I found a five dollar card. Yeah. Well, like, like <laughs> you, I mean, you don't care because you don't want to sift through and find a five dollar card either.
1: Exactly. Like, well, the thing—the funny thing is, like, I looked through all those boxes and I took out anything that interested me, yep. and I just didn't care. Yep. Like, like, and when I say interested in me, I mean like this card might be good in a commander deck I might build, yeah. maybe. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, everything else, I'm, like, everything else is going to you. Yep. And like, I was pretty sure that I was lowballing you when I made you when I told you how much I wanted for the boxes, but I didn't care.
0: I think it was a it was a pretty fair price.
1: Yeah. Like my my whole thing was like. Mike these are probably worth more but I don't want to deal with it
0: and that's and yeah if, honestly that's like, like if it was anyone else I probably would have like kind of like cocked an eye around and been like I'll give you slightly less than that like because uh-huh. it's just like you know cuz I got to go through it then and there's no you know I would have been more careful if that makes sense but yep with you it's just like I know what I kind of know what I'm getting already and I'm okay with it
1: yeah but, and I mean, honestly, like if you went through it and you're just like, well, this isn't actually worth this much. And you told me, I'd be like, all right, you want to fix it from my binder? Yeah, yeah. And I, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I don't give a shit.
0: No, I'm, But see, that's the thing going in. is like if I, if I go in and we say it's like, I have this stuff. We're going to do it at this percentage. Because, I, I mean, when we went in, we just assumed that every card was worth nothing, basically. Yep. Like we're like, every card is a bulk rare. Here's how many yep. bulk rares are in a thing. I mean, and we we talked about it even and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm like, there's a couple like bulk bulk mythics in here which are you know, there's some bulk mythics in here which are worth more. And you're like, whatever. Yeah, they're
1: like a quarter instead of a die yeah, or some out, shit. We're
0: like, it comes out in the wash. So like, we just shook yeah. hands on it, and went with it, and then after that, it's kind of like whatever. Unless you like, I mean, obviously, you know, because you're my friend, it's like if there would have been like a uh, you know, city of traders in there or something like that, I'd been like, John, you your city- <laughs> mistakes were made. <laughs> <laughs> Let your city of traders in here, here have this back, <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. But if it honestly, if it was depending on who it was, I may may or may not do that. But I probably mm-hmm. I probably would because I'm not a piece of shit. But usually, usually, but I don't know. I love it. I have stacks of shit all over right now, and it's miraculous. So, but <laughs> cool. All right. So if you want to shoot us some feedback, you can shoot us an email at thelocalmeta@gmail.com. At you can catch us on Twitter at thelocalmetaPC. I am still streaming like a beast. Dominaria is out soon. Draft will be. You can catch me on twitch.tv slash llamas. John, anything else? No. No? Well, this,
1: this is a good time. Cool. That, was a, that was
0: pretty good. All yeah. right. Give it, give it some info out to people. Yeah. So now that y'all's got learned, we will catch you next time.
1: See you.